Whitehead drives to the hole. Hangs and what? Isaiah Whitehead ties it up at 67. Outlet pass. Archidiakono front court slips. Fires and that's it. The Seton Hall Pirates defeat Villanova 69-67. And for the first time in 23 years, their Big East Tournament champion. For the latest in Seton Hall basketball and Seton Hall athletics, this is Courtside Pirates with Chris Pazes. Miles Powell gives Seton Hall the lead with 1.1 second to go. What a shot by Miles Powell. Thompson shows it. Kale steps back, lets it fly. Pyong! Miles Kale, 84-83. And Seton Hall knocks off the number nine team in the nation. 84-83. What a win for the Pirates. This weekly podcast will recap every men's basketball game throughout the Pirates season. Pow! From Trenton! What Trenton makes, the world takes! With special guests along the way, Courtside Pirates will dive into the Pirates season after every game, giving you my thoughts and opinions as Seton Hall looks to return to the NCAA tournament. McKnight will inbound. Pow! They throw it up the Mamo! This is Courtside Pirates with Chris Pazes. Seton Hall defeated DePaul 60-52 Wednesday night in a must-win game to keep the Pirates in the NCAA conversation. The Pirates were led by Sandra Mamukelezvili, who scored 25 points and became the 45th Seton Hall player to score 1,000 career points at Seton Hall. While it wasn't the prettiest of wins, a win is a win in February, as the Pirates now travel to Georgetown in yet another can't-lose matchup. This episode of Courtside Pirates, though, is a special one, as I am joined by former Seton Hall men's basketball player Patrick Auda, who is currently playing for the Yokohama B Cosairs of the B League in Japan. Pat and I discussed where his career has taken him since graduating from Seton Hall, and he shares what being a Seton Hall Pirate has meant to him and how it has shaped his development as a player and as a person. And now, a one-on-one interview with Patrick Auda here on Courtside Pirates. I'm so excited to now welcome to Courtside Pirates someone who I became close with while we were students at Seton Hall and have loved watching his career trajectory grow internationally. A member of the class of 2014 Seton Hall men's basketball alumnus, Patrick Auda. Pat, it is so good to see you and have you join me here on Courtside Pirates. Hey, Chris. Uh, thank you so much for, for having me. Uh, I, really, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm really excited for, for this, you know. Uh, always happy to get in touch uh, with people from, from Seton Hall. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. So first and foremost, Pat, with everything going on in the world today, as COVID-19 just continues to impact everyone, personally, how are you, your family, and your teammates been doing? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been almost a year. Uh, in I think few in few days, you know. So uh, 
it's been a it's been a crazy year and I uh, think like last year at, at this time like when the when the whole thing was starting uh like nobody really knew how it's gonna go and how bad it's gonna it's gonna get you know so last year I was in I was in France and uh, we had to finish the the season early so in March I was I was heading back home already the, the season was cancelled and uh and I stayed home for about six months almost so that was like the longest summer I've been I've been home because usually it's like I'm one or two months home and I have to leave again so last summer was really really long to to stay home which was good uh I enjoyed it uh you know I, I tried to look at it uh from the from the bright side so I had a lot of time to to recover my body to get ready for the next season uh and it looked like the situation over the summer was was pretty good in in Czech Republic but then uh in the fall it started to be bad again and uh my 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 family was was doing was doing good uh until one one point where uh my dad actually he got the covid and uh it wasn't it wasn't really good because uh they had to take him to the hospital he had to stay in the hospital for for a month to uh put him on on um, machines that helped him breathe so that was kind of difficult time because uh it was uh like october no- november i was already in in japan so i wasn't home uh so i just got messages from from my mom and my my sister to see how how he's doing but um you know they they took good care of him so he got out of the hospital he's back home now doing doing great uh so everybody from my family is safe now but the situation in Czech Republic and uh I think most part of the of the Europe too it's not it's not really looking good right now you know a lot of places are are closed uh the vaccines are coming in slow so we're still waiting for it there and uh I know it'll probably be still some time before this whole thing will be over well, I'm glad to hear your dad's doing better. That's the most important thing. Um, so sorry that you've had to deal with that with your family, but happy at least that things are at least looking up. And, you know, your career has really taken you all over the place. Uh, and outside of pretty much four years at Seton Hall, and since graduating as a whole, you've had really just a fascinating career that is taking you around the globe. You've played in Poland, Spain, Italy, France, and you're currently in Yokohama, Japan. What has your experience been like since leaving South Orange, New Jersey, and the campus of Seton Hall? Uh, first of all, thank you uh, about 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 my dad. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's been a hell of a ride, man. O- overall, you know, it all it all started with uh, four years in in the states, which was it was probably four best years of of my life. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, it was something that I'm really happy I, I did because uh, I think the the four years really helped me uh, to grow as a person and as a basketball player. So after that, I was able to go back to Europe and uh, start my professional career abroad because I didn't want to come back to Czech Republic because the level there is not not really that good. Uh, so I was able to to stay in other countries. And uh, I mean, every year I was different, different place. So um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I like new, new experiences, new, new challenges. 
you know, I think so far all, all the years were, were great. You know, there isn't one year that I would regret something like all the places or the teams uh, where I've been. The, the situation was, was great. And uh, I started in, in Poland, which is not like the best league in, uh, in Europe. But um, after, after that, you know, uh, I was able to get on a higher level and play, play uh, in leagues like Spain or, or Italy, France. Those are, those are probably the, like some of the top leagues in, in Europe. And uh, it was a great experience, you know, until uh, last year when, uh, when I had the offer to go to Japan. And uh, since I started playing professionally, I, I kind of don't know even why, but uh, to go play in Japan, it was, it was always like my, my dream, like uh, my dream place where I would want to go play. And uh, it finally happened. So I was really happy for that too. That's interesting. So um, why, why Japan? What was it about Japan that you've wanted to kind of get to at some point? I mean, maybe it was, it was because, you know, all the, all my friends from, from Europe or all the, all the guys, the basketball players that I know, like everybody was playing somewhere in, uh, in Europe, you know, and I, I just wanted to do something, something different. You know, I, I didn't know anybody at the time who was playing in, uh, in Asia or in Japan specifically. And, and so I was kind of always want to do something, something like that, you know, something different. And also like I was always like interested in the, in the culture. Uh, I wanted to see how the, the life is here, you know, cause cause of the basketball, like I've been around the world, you know, I've, I've been to the States, uh, a lot of the countries in, in Europe, I've been to China, uh, Africa. So really a lot of, a lot of places. And, uh, Japan was always like one of the places that I really wanted to really wanted to see how it is over there and experience it also like of the court, the culture and, uh, and the basketball league too. So, uh, yeah. That's interesting because my next question was going to be about overall, predominantly your entire career, you've either been in South Orange or you've been <coughs> in Europe. When you got to Japan, culturally, and the league style of play, what adjustments did you have to make? Uh, you know, it's a it's different different world from what I have experienced until until now. You know, either in, if it was in the states or or in Europe, so. Uh, like if, from the moment that, that I got here, you know, I saw it's just, it's just a little bit, a little bit different, but unfortunately the first two weeks I had to spend in the, in the quarantine. So I was sitting in my apartment, uh, staying here and, uh, like my friends from home were already asking me like how it is over there and like, tell us something. And I'm like, I'm just here, you know, I haven't seen anything yet. Like I'm just sitting in the, in the apartment, but I, I remember uh, when I, when I got to the airport in, in Tokyo and I was leaving in the, in the cab and, uh, we we're going on like a bridge and I saw the, the tall, the tall buildings, uh, from, from Tokyo, you know, and I, I just couldn't believe like I was, I was here, you know, and, uh, uh, there, there is, a, there is a lot of things, you know, they are, they are a little bit different, but I think, uh, for me, uh, I lived four years in, in, in the States and then every, different countries in Europe. So I'm kind of used to being in new, new places. So it doesn't take me much time to, 
uh, get used to it, you know, with with the people or with the with the culture. And uh, the people here are are really nice, either if it's the the people from the team, the the fans, or in general, like the, the people here, you know, with the, with the na- their nature, they're really they're really nice. So that helps me a lot, you know, to get to get used to things and get around here pretty pretty well. And um, for the from the basketball uh, point, uh, I think the biggest difference is that, for example. In the leagues in in Europe, uh, most of the leagues you can every team can have maybe up to five six foreigners, and uh, they can play any any time. And uh, here the rule is that you the team can have three foreigners, and there could be only two on the floor at a at a time. You know, so and uh, since uh, the domestic player are usually smaller guys. Uh, so most of them are like point guards or, or, or guards, shooting guards. So most of the foreign uh, players are uh, are big guys, you know, like power forwards or, or centers. So the team usually gets three big guys and they, ro- they rotate on the, on the floor. So uh, then, of course, the, the offense... Is also more oriented about uh, about these guys, you know, like a lot of the teams trying to play for the for the big guys. You know, the big guys are the guys that also create offense opportunities, not just for themselves but for for others. You know, so sometimes you there are literally players like point forwards. You know, uh, so that is I think the the biggest difference. Well what I've seen like compared to, to Europe where, you know, there, there could be five to six, uh, foreign guys, mostly, uh, I would think Americans, you know, and American point guards and, and guards, and they're the ones that, that control the team and, uh, create the, the offense for, for the team. That's interesting because I guess that does really give you an advantage being an international player because you do have that height difference where you're going to get an easier rotation of playing time if you're only playing with two other guys against you to get minutes. So would you say you've really had to adapt your game from going to Europe to Seton Hall, back to Europe, and now to Japan overall? Has it been a tough adjustment for you? And if so, what's been the most difficult thing to adjust between continents? I, th- I think it, it, it was uh, it was different for for me, you know, because when you, like I said before, I, I was playing uh, abroad the whole time, so I was always the foreigner on the team. But when you have five, six guys like that, uh, you know, they're all trying to play play good, but you have a lot of guys you can rely on or you can use, you know, or th- those are like the guys you expect them to to be good you know because usually you pay the foreigners more than the than the domestic players uh so they have to so they have to perform uh but if you have five or six or if you have just three that it's it's different you know so if you have three guys then it's up to you guys to to take care of things you know and it's only three of you so you really have to you really have to uh try to perform your your best to help the team as as much as you can, because there's not a lot of other guys for the for your spot or for your rotation. So, um, it, so that kind of makes me like um, puts more responsibility 
on me than as if I was uh, on some of the teams in in Europe or there was more of us that you can more like uh, distribute it with, uh, with more players, um, if, if it makes sense. Uh, but I think uh, I like the I like the style of the game that that we play. We have American coach Kyle Milling. Uh, I think he's a really good coach, and uh, I really like the the way he wants to wants to play. I think uh, I fit well in the in the system of the of the team. So that helps me a lot, you know, with the with my game. That it's not I'm, I don't have to do anything like. I'm not comfortable with and uh, it's just things like they are natural to me and I think that that helps me and that helps the team too. And going one step further, you've also represented the Czech Republic at the FIBA World Cup in 2019 uh, where you really put on a strong performance in those eight games. What was that experience like for you? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember of the national team since 2014 when uh, when I left Sin Hall so that was my first year with the with the national team uh, and uh, you know we had some great tournaments uh, it, it was the two European uh, championships and uh, this time there was a first time that we were at the at the world championship you know so uh, for for Czech Republic it was it was a big deal And uh, we were extremely, extremely happy just to be there, you know, because we're a small country where basketball is not really popular, like soccer or, or ice hockey. So not a lot of people watch it. But then when we were going to the, to the tournament, um, it was amazing, you know. And we had a group with the USA team, Turkey and Japan, And uh, only two teams were uh, qualifying from from their group, and we were like the least favorite team to advance, and uh, we we finished we finished second, you know. So uh, that was that was like very crucial moment for us when like nobody expected us to to do that, you know. Everybody thought like we we're gonna finish in the in the group and. And uh, we were able to to advance. Uh, so the whole time, I think there wasn't there wasn't any pressure on us because uh, we knew like nobody expect us to to win. So we really had no no pressure. And uh, I think they kind of helped us that we were just playing uh, together really well as a team, and we had nothing to lose. And uh, we had a really great great tournament. You know, played against some top level teams from the from the whole world and the whole tournament was just one amazing experience I'll, I'll never forget i remember watching the tournament uh mainly because I, i enjoy basketball for one but i knew that you were going to be playing in it and playing in the group against the u.s and you know obviously a little biased towards the u.s but uh, i just remember anytime that you did anything in the game i was cheering for you over the u.s because it was just it was so great to see you there and uh, you did a great job in that tournament and the czech did a great job as you said uh being a team that just was happy to have made the tournament but did that FIBA world cup open up any new opportunities for you afterwards Well, at, the, at that time, uh, was the 2019, like September. At that time, I already had my contract signed in, in, in France. So I was pretty much set for the, for the year. But I think, 
last last summer when uh, when I had uh, the discussion with the team from from Yokohama, like whether they will want me to to join them or or not. They for sure watched some of the some of the games from the World Cup, and uh, also we played against Japan there, so they they uh, could see me how it is to play against uh, Japanese players. Uh, which from the from the team they had, like uh, a lot of them uh, are playing in the in the Japanese league here. So um, I think, yeah, I think in the in the long run, it it, it helped me uh, that, for example, the, the team here they they could watch some of the games from from the World Cup and uh, how how I was playing, like what kind of player I am. So uh, yeah. Well, I hope to talk to you in 2023 when you can represent. Uh, the Czech Republic again at the next uh, FIBA World Cup because I'm sure you have eyes on that. Well, uh, the the next step for us were the Olympics uh, that they were ha- going to happen last year, but unfortunately they were moved to this year's summer, and we will have to play qualification first to uh, to get there, uh, which. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go or I don't know how the situation is going to be, you know, if they're going to even have the Olympics because there is still a lot of discussion on it, whether it's going to happen or or not. So we don't know, but we're ready to to play. So we will see about that. Like there will be another amazing thing. You know, Czech Republic has never been to, to the Olympics before, so that would be a big step. And um, also uh, next summer, there is an uh, there is a European Championship again. It's uh, played in uh, four countries in Europe, and uh, Czech Republic is one of the hosting countries. So we're automatically going to be playing there, and our group is going to be in in Prague in Czech. And uh, I think that's going to be great for the Czech basketball because a lot of people can come watch it, you know, and get more familiar with the with the game and everything. So. Uh, I'm really looking for for that one, and uh, we'll see about the 2023 man. We are joined by former Seno men's basketball player Patrick Ada, who has taken the time out of his schedule and a 14-hour time difference to come on courtside Pirates this week. And Pat, I want to go back to your time at Seno Hall. Uh, while you were in college, you were always one of my favorite players to root for. While we were in school together, and uh, I loved your style of play. And you were you were on some fun and definitely some frustrating teams, to say the least. Uh, but you were always someone who put it all out on the court, and that is something I continue to respect about your style of play. Uh, I look back, and what do you remember most about your four years at Seton Hall as a member of the men's basketball team? Uh, it's definitely hard to to pick just one thing or or one moment. You know, a lot of a lot of the times I I just look at it as a as a whole because uh, for sure all all four years were were great and uh, there has been only I think only good things for for me you know in in general either if it was on the court or of the court and uh, for for me like to be coming there from from a small country. You know, it was it was just amazing. Like at that time, there was a totally new world for me. A lot of new things I had to get get used to, but it was a uh, it was an amazing experience. You know, and I I could have never imagined that uh, before. And a lot of times now, my my agent he he asked me 
like, oh, like I know there are some younger guys, you know, in Czech Republic, they're thinking about going to to college to the States, you know, but they're not sure, like, can they talk to you, you know? And uh, I always say yes. And uh, when I speak with the guys, you know, I, I always tell them like, hey, like it's a it's a no brainer, you know, like if you can go, if you have the opportunity to go to the States for for college, like go, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure like it's going to be it's going to be great experience for you. And, you know, and if, if not, if because, of course, everybody is different and some people might not like it or might not like the discomfort or being far from home but i always tell them like hey if you can go go and if you don't like it you come home you know and for sure even if you come home earlier like you will you will have some experience gained from the time the that you were there you know so uh i believe uh, that if i didn't go to if i didn't go to scene hall and i stayed in uh, in Czech Republic and then played the basketball there and then try to go play in other countries I wouldn't be so successful like uh like I I have been so so far you know with the, with the chance going going to the states because it really helped me so much to develop as a player but also uh, learn more about life from all different perspectives you know just see everything different from from a different angle and uh it just made me made me a better person and i also have still a lot of friends uh either from scene hall you know from from the area and whether i can whenever i can in in summer when i'm in off season i'm trying to to go to to new york to new jersey to see some of my some of my friends because i always like going back to the to school you know and see the see the people there because to me it's it's gonna always feel like like my second home you know you know you talk about just your development what what how important it was to be here uh, in in the state in the states and in uh, new jersey and you joined seen hall's team in 2010 the same year as coach kevin willard uh, what were your thoughts when you first met Coach Willard and his staff, and how did they help you in your development early on? You know the the, the style of uh, of practices is uh, is very different in in uh, in the states uh, the colleges than it is in in Czech Republic. Like it, it, it's getting a little bit better now, but you know in uh, back home, all the practices, all the stuff we did was more just like team team stuff you know and uh when i when i got to college from all of a sudden a lot of the the workouts were like in, individual you know like they were really trying the whole time make every player better individually and then also uh to make the team good together you know so i think that that's that was like one thing that stood out for me the from all of a sudden there was so much more work uh to do individually than I, I was used to from from home and i think it's really important you know for the for the player development and uh so there was there was something that that really helped me and you know coach coach willard and uh and the whole staff that that we had uh really good coaches 
and uh, I really liked all the all the workouts that that we did. And he was really trying to make the players better, you know, not just the just the team. And uh, that was that was something uh, uh, I really liked and something that that I was missing from from before. So going back to what you just said a couple uh, questions ago about helping Czech players decide if it makes sense or like encouraging them to come to the U.S. if if they can and have the opportunity. Um, what actually made you choose Seton Hall? And what was that recruitment pl- process like? Because you were an international recruit, so your process had to be certainly different in some ways. Well, the year uh, before I went to Seton Hall, I was at the basketball academy at the Canary Islands in uh, in Spain. And uh, at that time, uh, I didn't know much about uh, college basketball. You know, like probably the only, only teams uh, I knew were North Carolina or Georgetown, UCLA, Duke, like the, the, these schools, you know, I, I really didn't know much about, about the, the rest of the, of the schools because the college basketball is not, uh, popular in, in Europe, you know, not a lot of people watch it. So people don't really have the clue how it is over there. Uh, so when, when it was time to, to decide, uh, my former coach from the Canary Islands, uh, Rob Arlana, he was he was uh, helping me with that, you know, because he has been uh, to the states before. He he was working there as a I think assistant coach at some of the colleges, so he had a really good idea which schools are, are which, which uh, school or style of basketball can can fit me. So uh, he really helped me with that a lot. And uh, I think uh, at the end, we made the right decision. Is there a particular game or moment on the court at Seen Hall that sticks out to you most? I always love the, the Big East tournament at the, at the Madison Square Garden. Because like just when, when I think about it, you know, you're playing in the in like the world's most famous arena, you know, and there's, I don't know, 15, 20,000 people. I don't know how many there, there was, you know, so, uh, there was something amazing for me, uh, always. So the, the biggest tournament, I always, I always love, love that. Um, I also remember when, when we got to the NIT tournament, there was, there was like one, one, uh, one memory like uh, I had that it was something good. Uh, but I think it's like all, all the games, you know, it was uh, because until then I never really played in any big arena like like the ones that we, we played in uh, college, you know. And I also, also remember my first game uh, at Temple in, uh, in Philadelphia, I think. And uh, I, I remember, like, uh, we got to the game. You know, there's so so many people, and and I've never seen like the entertainment around it too. You know, the games that there's there's cheerleaders, there's dancers, there's like mascots. They're throwing t-shirts, you know, in the, in the crowd and and stuff. And and uh, we're we're playing. There's a timeout. You know, coach is talking something, and I'm just looking around like. 
what what's going on you know like the, all the people cheering or they're doing some crazy stuff over there and i'm just like wow like it's like way different here in the in the states you know so uh the first game i'll i'll always remember that one pure cultural shock at that point <laughs> um, definitely <laughs> so you talked about in in the summers you try to your best to get back to new york or new jersey uh of the guys you were teammates with, who are some of the guys that you are still stay in contact with? Well, I'm I'm still in in a close touch with uh, with Harold and and Aaron. Um, they were they were my teammates at, at, at that time. You know, they're they're now back in back in Europe, so we we stay in, in close touch. And uh, with the rest of the of the guys, I follow some of the guys on uh, on Instagram, or we follow each other. You know. Uh, for example, Jordan Theodore, like he's he's been having a, a great career in uh, in Europe now. Uh, so uh, I really follow follow him how how he's doing and some of the other guys. And and you know I think something that always gets overlooked, Pat, is that you and your teammates were really part of a big cultural change at Scene Hall that Coach Willard had to really implement, uh, and it took a few years um, to take full swing. And I think it started with guys like you. Harold, um, with Aaron, it really started with that. Those guys that came over from Europe, uh, two years after you graduated, Seen Hall won the Big East championship in 2016 with a group of predominantly sophomores that led the charge. And they ended up becoming arguably one of the best classes in Seton Hall history from afar. Did you get to enjoy that success that they had since you, since you graduated? You know, even after I, I graduated, um, all all those years, uh, I still I still follow the the team. You know, maybe uh, I don't always have time to to watch the game because of the the time difference or or my schedule. But I always uh, follow them on like all social media or sometimes check the stats. But uh, I follow them like how how they are doing, and you know the I think the last years even. Last year, last year I really followed the the team before it all it all stopped, and uh, I think that was a that was a great year, you know, with uh, with Miles Powell. Uh, I saw some of the some of the highlights, and uh, it was just uh, fun to to watch the to watch the team, you know. But every year, I'm I'm trying to follow follow the team, you know, to to show some kind of support. Because I feel like uh, I'm still like part of the of the scene hall team or the scene hall family, you know, and uh, I really owe them a lot that I had the chance to be part of the of the school, and I always want them to to do to do great. So uh, I'm I'm trying to still follow them and uh, and support them, uh, however uh, I can, you know. I think it was. Two years ago, uh, maybe the summer to 2019 was last time when uh, when I was in uh, in New Jersey and I was at Scene Hall. You know, I went uh, I went to see the coaches there or some of the people that that work there, and I'm uh, I saw some of the players that were there at that time. Sandro was there and some of the other guys. So uh, I, w- I was happy I could I could speak with them. You know, they were there at the, doing the summer school. And uh, yeah, you know, I I wish I still uh, was at school like like before and still could play with those guys. But uh, it was great memories, and uh, now I 
the the life goes on but uh i will always feel like uh a part of the scene hall man well you definitely are part of the scene hall family once you once you leave scene hall you stay you stay connected which is great um but you just mentioned something that was interesting um so of the guys that you did not play with in the last five or six years uh who is someone that you would have loved to play with and also someone you would have loved to go one-on-one against? <laughs> uh, I, I feel when I, when I saw Angel Delgado playing, I, I felt like that's a, that's a really tough matchup. You know, uh, maybe he's more like a, like a five and I'm more like a four, but uh, he, he was just like getting all, all the rebounds, man, all, all the games. So I just felt like, yeah, I was just, like, I can, I can try like to play, for example, in practice again, again, against that guy, you know? Uh, so that's like someone that comes to my, to my mind. Uh, I actually got to play against, uh, Sandro when, uh, he was with the, with the Georgian national team. Uh, in in Czech, I think it was for some uh, friendly games. Uh, one one of the summers, I don't remember exactly which one it was. Now, so we got to see each other. That was that was really cool. And uh, with some of the guys that I would want to play with, uh, probably would like to try to play with with Miles Powell. You know, I know he's a he's a great he's a great shooter, but I also want to see like how the how the pick and roll game we would run together if it would be working working well and uh, it would just be interesting for me to to see that well i'll tell you this i would i would love to see you match up against delgado in, in a one-on-one in practice i think i think that'd be a <laughs> that'd be a heck of a heck, heck of a good competition and uh miles Powell's not a bad person to want to play with on a team for sure as you know from watching him yet last year um but seeing the success that scene hall has had over the last six years uh what are your thoughts on their level of development to being a top tier Big East team and really just the work that Coach Willard and the staff has done? I mean, if I compare it like the, the last years to the years uh, that when I was at, at Scene Hall, I think there is a, a, a big difference. You know, the, the, the last years there, they've been playing really great, great basketball. And, uh, they they won a lot of games, difficult games, you know, and uh, it, I think it just shows the the progress, you know, that every nothing is built in a in a day, and it really took uh, some years for Coach Willard, you know, to to build the teams that will be like more more successful and more successful. Um, so I think it's just, it's, is the progress, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. And I think, I believe he has a group, a uh, great group of guys around him, uh, either if it's in the coaching staff, even though um, I believe uh, some of, some of the coaches uh, already left uh, from the time when, when, when I was there, you know, but uh, I think he's created a, a great basketball culture uh, at Sean Hall that um, attracts uh, good talent to come to their school and uh, just shows that they keep working on getting better every day. And uh, uh, it's just been amazing, you know, how uh, the scene hall has been now, like, established and, like, being one of, like, the top schools in, in the Big East, I believe. And in looking, Pat, at the current team, a year where COVID-19 continues to impact the schedule. 
You've experienced it firsthand in your career. What has impressed you about this team? And are there any certain players from this season's team that has really stood out to you for the way they've been playing? Uh, from from this year, um, I haven't really seen any 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 game yet. Just pretty much the um, the some of some of the highlights or or like the the end scores. Um, I also saw the they beat DePaul uh, yesterday or two two days ago. Uh, was a pretty pretty close game, I think. So I was happy about that, and uh, I'm I'm not really familiar with uh, with the guys on the team. Like the only one uh, I know is uh, is Sandro. So usually, like if I look how the team is doing, I, I look also more like how he's doing because he's someone that that I know more than uh, than the other guys, and uh, I think he's having an amazing season. You know he he is really the the leader of uh, of the team, and he's showing that every game. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think he would be the the one that uh, that comes to my mind like from from these years. Well, Sandra was definitely needed uh, late last night versus DePaul. Uh, that was a that, you know how it is sometimes playing DePaul. It could be a, it could be one of those games where DePaul stays in it. He got 25 points. He got his 1,000th career point. And if it wasn't for him yesterday, uh, Hall would not have won that game. And we'd be talking more about the NIT than potentially the NCAA tournament. Uh, and Pat, as we come to, are starting to come to a close, one thing that I always ask a former player is, what was their favorite memory of Seton Hall outside of the confines of the team? So when you look back at your time at Seton Hall as a student, what did you enjoy most? You know, the... Uh the, the experience of uh, being at the university is uh, is way different than uh, than in Europe, where, for example, you you join the university, but it's more it, it's not like the the university has their own campus and everybody's on one campus, you know, and there's everything like uh, the classrooms, the, like the, the dorms and all that, you know, you, you usually like you live home or on your own and you go to the, to the school for, for the lessons. And then you go, then you go back home. And so when it's, uh, like in, in the States where, where you have a campus and everything is happening there. So you stay on campus, you go to, you go to the classes there, there's a cafeteria, like you have the gym there. So you spend all your time there and, uh, you meet way more people this way, you know, and make many more friends than when you just go to school for, for the lessons and, and go home. So I think this was like a great experience for, for me that I got to meet all these different, different people, you know, who were athletes, not, not athletes. And, uh, for, for, for me, that, that was something that I was really, really thankful for because it was, a, it was a fun time, uh, at scene hall. Uh, I don't know if there was like a, one specific moment that would, that would come to my mind. You know, I, I always looked at it as a, as a whole and because the the american system is done this way i'm really happy i had the chance to go to the school in the states than if i had to do it for example in in czech republic finally pat uh fans of yours are likely curious to hear 
just something about your current team and what can be expected from Patrick Auda for the rest of 2021 and beyond? Well, this season is, is a, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different than the others because uh, a lot of the teams are still affected by, by the COVID, you know, uh, it wasn't easy to get here in the, in the country. So uh, like a lot of players that were supposed to come, didn't, didn't make it. Um, so this season is kind of still uh, like not so like real or live, you know, because like there's going to be playoffs, but uh, usually like the last teams, they, they go down to the second division, but this year, like everybody's safe, you know, so some of the teams, they, they do like, they think, okay, this season is safe. Like they're not going to put so much money for the, for the budget to get the best players. They, they can, you know, to, to save themselves. So it, it's kind of like, there's not that much pressure. Uh, so a lot of the teams just play just, just because, uh, but still, you know, the, the level here, uh, it's, uh, it's really, it's really good. And uh, we're probably one of the one of the lower teams right now. We had some injuries on uh, during the season, but the the season is pretty long. There's overall like around sixty games. You know, the schedule sometimes is really tough. When some weeks we play Wednesday, and then on the weekend we play back to back games that we play Saturday and Sunday. So. That is really that is really tough, and uh, one thing that I really had to get used to because I haven't played back-to-back games since, like, I don't know when I was I was uh, a kid, you know. So the schedule is sometimes really really tough. Uh, we still have twenty-three games left. We've already played more than thirty games, so uh, we'll see how how it's gonna how it's gonna go. We have some some goals that maybe we would want to reach 50-50 score, uh, but we'll see about that. We'll still have some some injuries on the team, so we'll also depend if the guys can get healthy because at this time um, nobody can really bring new players in because nobody can get in the country. Patrick Hatta, a member of the Seen Hall Men's Basketball 2014 graduating class and star international player overseas in Japan. Pat, my friend, this was fun. I'm glad we were able to catch up in the days leading up to this. And uh, thank you again for being a guest on Courtside Pirates and good luck this season. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for having me. Uh, I just want to say hi to all the Scene Hall fans, to all the listeners of the, of the podcast. It's, uh, it's been my pleasure and thank you so much. Thank you again to Patrick Atta, who took the time to speak with us about his time at Seton Hall and what he is doing now in his career. The next episode will go live on Monday, February 2nd, following Seton Hall's road game against Georgetown. Again, my name is Chris Pazes. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Courtside Pirates.